1: Are you struggling with your child's behavior? Are you having a hard time getting them out the door in the morning? Are they struggling with listening, hitting those big emotional meltdowns? So we're here today to chat about one of our favorite, favorite tips, probably the best piece that you can have in your toolbox to help your little one through those big um, upsets, through that off-track behavior. And today's big tip, we're talking about the power of connection. Hi, everyone. I'm Pam, and with me, I have Alisa. Hi. And we are chatting the power of connection. Honestly, this is one of my favorite tools. This is one of our easiest tools for the most part, um, and, but it changes the way our day unfolds. It makes a
0: huge difference. This is a tool that you can use when your child is beginning to act like they might start some off-track behavior Sometimes even, you know, when they're in a meltdown, well, actually, all the time when they're in a meltdown, we want to use connection to help them through their feelings and their emotions. What we're going to talk about today, though, is using that power of connection through transitions in their day to help ground them so that they can do the things that you are asking them to do, such as getting dressed, sitting quietly while you're making dinner, not getting out of the house. Yeah, not fighting while you're trying to make dinner and get things ready. So what do we mean when we say connection? This is, you know, some people don't really know what we're talking about when we say that power of connection. What we're talking about is anything that that connects you, that emotional connection with your child. So it could be getting down to their level, touching them, giving them a, a little touch on the shoulder, rubbing their back. It could be that you're reading them a book. It could be that you're having a a great big snuggle on the couch or, you know, even in their bed when they wake up in the morning, anything that fills their cup so that they can can perform those tasks that you are asking them to do because they feel like their cup has been filled and then they're going to be more compliant.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And today we're going to chat about the four best times to be able to connect with our children. And and we're using it more based today on, yeah, helping us with our daily routine. So using that power of connection to help us through our routine. But this power of connection can be used during toilet training. It can be used if you have a new sibling. It can be used if you're seeing some, some flags of your little ones really trying to get your attention. Those are all times where for us that's like a ooh i really need to focus on that special time i really need to focus on that
0: time to connect because oftentimes we hear you know what they're acting up because they're looking for attention mm-hmm. you know what they are that's looking exactly. for attention so that is the perfect time for us to you know we we want to we want to take that behavior and potentially not engage with a specific behavior that they're showing us or we want to set a limit with a behavior because if they're throwing something at our face we're not just going to be like oh okay you need a hug right we're going (laughs) to address that behavior but then we're going to say to ourselves you know what I'm seeing some off-track behavior starting here so I've addressed what the behavior is and now I think I just need to pull them in for a hug for a cuddle for a snuggle so It's not going to be that you are rewarding with finger quotes, that behavior by offering them connection. It's just, you're going to let them know that throwing a ball at your face is not acceptable and you're going to address that. But then you're going to see, okay, maybe a few seconds later, you see, all right, now I've addressed that. Now I'm going to take you and I'm going to snuggle you. and We're going to change your behavior using connection as our tool Mm -hmm. here. It really,
1: it's huge. When you
0: take that five or 10 minutes to connect,
1: it can literally change the way your toddler preschooler is handling their day. Like it's insane how easily it is to sit and snuggle for five or 10 minutes. And then you just see a complete change in how cooperative they are, how willing they are to do things that you ask. And just even you know, I have I have four children. My last two are quite close in age. So for us, a five-minute snuggle can completely change the way they're even interacting with each other.
0: Absolutely. And I'm going to give you a quick little scenario here just to help you understand how this works and how this can help you. And then we're going to get into those four best times to connect. So a couple of weeks ago or maybe it's five months ago. I have no idea because time just doesn't even make any sense to me. Just anymore. Doesn't matter anymore. My daughter who is nine and is a very, she can be emotional sometimes, and she needs that connection. She is a person who needs that physical touch. So I recognize that. Um, I'm working with my husband to also recognize that. <laughs> but one day, one of her tasks is to sweep the floor after dinner. And so my son, I guess, had thrown everything on the floor, almost on purpose, she felt like anyways, and then she had to clean it up. So I just, you know, she was having a meltdown. She was really reacting to the fact that she had to sweep the floor after he made that mess. And she was refusing to do it. Right. So Mm -hmm. I went to her and I just sat beside her, I put my hand on her shoulder. And I said, what's going on? Let's talk about it. And that connection, just even with my hand on her shoulder, was enough to kind of snap her right out of that. And then she started telling me, it's really not fair. Every time I have to sweep the floor, he throws things on there on purpose. And all I needed to do from there was pull her in, give her a hug, rub her back and say, I know it's really tough when you feel like he did that on purpose and it doesn't feel fair to you in the moment. And then I just sat and she's like, yeah, yeah, that's right. And then she kind of just (laughs) went on a little bit more about, you know, everything that was going on and that she didn't feel that it was fair. And I said, you're right. It, it really isn't. It it's not fun when you have to sweep the floor after somebody else made a mess. I get that. And then right after that, she was just like, okay, that was all I needed. She literally, the, the switch flipped and mm-hmm. she was like, okay. And then she carried on and swept the floor. I did tell her that I was going to talk to her brother about that and and everything, but just that connection, mm-hmm. that validation was enough to take her from meltdown mode to you understand me. Now I can do this task.
1: I, I love that story, Lisa, And I love the fact that You know, you took a scenario that could have turned into a power struggle. I said, sweep the floor. That is your job. That is what you do. And then she's having this full meltdown. And then it becomes a battle over over sweeping the floor. She's not going to be doing it because she's so upset. Now you're upset. You're like, this has to get done. Let's get this done. So now what we've done is what you did was taking a scenario that could have gone into a 40, 50 hour long kind of battle. Absolutely. And within five, six minutes of just validating that upset and being like, yeah, this sucks, kiddo. I hear you. That changed the whole scenario. And that is why we, this power of connection is so important because it can change your day. It can make a difference in how your little one approaches anything that they're asked to do. Knowing that they're feeling validated, knowing that that cup is full, you're going to get children that are going to cooperate more, that are going to have less tantrums, that are going to do more of that aggression and outbursts of physical, you know, trying to get those big feelings out because they know that they have someone there who's connecting with them, who's taking on that like, hey, I hear you, I see you. One of the things that we really want to be mindful
0: of. So now let's talk about that first time of the day that we want to ensure that connection is there before asking them to do other things. We're talking about first thing in the morning when they wake up. Sometimes you'll have a child who's very hungry and first thing they just want to go and eat and that's okay. But before you're asking them to get dressed and go through those transitions that mean getting ready for the day, you will want to have that five to 10 minutes to connect with them before that. So this could be in the morning when they wake up, you go and you give them a snuggle. Maybe they might even need two connection points before getting dressed. Mm -hmm. If you have a, if you have a, toddler or preschooler who is especially hesitant with transitions and does not like them. I mean, we have so many more tips for that, but this just power of connection is one of them. You might connect with them first thing in the morning when they wake up, give them a nice little snuggle, a nice hug, you know, talk to them for a couple of minutes before even going to eat breakfast. And then you might give them another connection point before asking them to get dressed and start their routine of the morning to get ready, whether they're going to childcare, whether they're going to school or whether they're staying home either way, that's a great time to fill their cup before we ask them to do those things that they don't typically love to do, like getting dressed. Mm -hmm. Especially if they know they're going to be leaving the
1: house and right, that's where a lot of those challenges can start. So yeah, having that connection time in the morning, First thing in the morning, you know, you can sit on the edge of the bed and rub their back. You can snuggle right into bed with them. Maybe you can read a story. Like it's just taking that time to just hang out with them. If you have more than one child, it's, you know, maybe you have one that's still in bed and one that's already up and going, right? So for for me, because I have a a few children, you know, I can take the youngest one on my lap, give him a little bit of a hug. We, we, you know, how was your sleep? Because he's already awake. So how was your sleep? And we just kind of connect for a few minutes. And then I can go into the oldest one and like, hey, buddy, it's time to wake up and, you know, pull her blanket off and try and get her to rouse a little bit. But I'm sitting with her. I'm like, how was your night? What are your plans for today?
0: And if you have a child who doesn't want to go to school or childcare, this offers them that few minutes to offload before you even have to leave the room. So it's that few minutes to offload to talk about their feelings in their only way that they know how to, which is through upset and you just validate and you offer them that connection to fill their cups.
1: Mm-hmm. So another really great time. So we've gotten everybody dressed, we're ready to go, everybody's, you know, had breakfast, we're out the door. Another really great time to connect is just before that school or childcare drop-off. And I get it, it's not always going to be feasible. I tend to run, you know, typically 10 to 15 minutes on the late side. So like taking an extra five minutes at drop-off, usually I'm like, oh my God, hurry up. Get out, cause you're gonna be late. So sometimes it can be a little bit tough, but you know, if my children are struggling, then you know I'm getting up 10 minutes earlier or 15 minutes earlier. I'm leaving the house five minutes earlier. So if we typically have to leave at eight, I'm gonna try and leave about 10 to eight, just to try and not again, not every day. This is not something that we can like, okay, from now on every single scenario, we're gonna do this. But if we're having a lot of strong feelings before that drop off, taking five or ten minutes, sit in the car, unbuckle them, sit in the sit, let them sit on your lap, and you can chat about what's gonna what's gonna be filling their day today, or what you guys are gonna do this evening. You can, you know, if you're sitting outside, if it's at a house or at a center, sit outside on the grass for a couple of minutes and just kind of connect before we say goodbye.
0: Yeah, validate those feelings as well. If they're going to if they're saying that they're going to miss you, you can say I'm going to miss you too. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to hear about everything that you did today when I come and get you later. And that's a really good point, Pam, of preparing. When you see that your child is struggling, take that extra time to prepare them and prepare yourself so that you know that for maybe the next week, because your child is struggling at drop-offs right now, you're going to leave a little bit earlier so that you can make sure that you have that time. But In three weeks from now or a month from now when they're no longer struggling you don't have to take that extra time probably because you can just throw them out the door and say goodbye when they're ready to just leave you no problem and again this is going to differ from child to child some children don't even mind being separated for a little bit and they're just like see you later bye You can still add a little bit of connection time in there. Of course, you're going to give them a big hug and, you know, a kiss before they leave, but you don't need to take as much time as your child who is struggling with those Mm drop-offs. Yeah,
1: and this is going to be something that I would say... You want to try and keep in at least two connection times in your day, but those might vary. You might find your morning connection and your bedtime connection, or are you two most important? You may find if, like Lisa said, if your little one's struggling, add in a couple of more, right? Do that one before, before drop off, do that one at the end of the day, but it's just
0: to make your day easier and really help your little one along. Now, this next time is going to be one of your helpful, really helpful times to connect. Yes. Which is after school or daycare or at the end of the day. We do have a whole episode on taming end of the day chaos. So go and listen to that episode. You're going to get lots and lots of information. But this is going to be one of those times to take that connection time before you start dinner, before you have to move on with your afternoon slash evening, because already at the end of the day, melt. Meltdown- You're empty. Yeah. Yeah. Meltdowns start to happen a little bit more because their cups are empty now, especially if they've been away from you for the day, even when they haven't been away from you for the day. It's just, you know, that end of the day, three, four o'clock, it's kind of a witching hour for a lot of children and parents. I can tell you that much. That's the time that I need a coffee or something to help me keep going. But that is going to be your time that you want to connect with them even for just 10 minutes before you want them to not get in your way when you're cooking and cleaning or doing whatever you need to do next?
1: So my guys, my younger two are, are like just under a year and a half apart. And so J K S K, and that was our biggest thing. At the end of the day, we got to the point where they were able to tell me, on our drive home mom I need to when we get home can we just snuggle for five minutes I just I just need to snuggle so they I know it was so sweet so they really started to recognize how much that helped them at the end of the day and I can tell you with all of them underfoot having that five or ten minutes sometimes the two boys snuggled together and Alexa sat beside us sometimes it was one at a time like we left that up to them but they knew that I was there if they needed that 10 minutes but it made a huge difference in how they responded to each other, especially at the end of the day, right? Everybody's kind of at their max. So, this allowed for that five, 10 minutes typically, because I had two or three of them that needed that snuggle time. And it made a huge difference in, okay, now guys, I'm going to make dinner. You guys can play. And they actually played, they were able to play and get along and manage because they had that time. They weren't fighting for my attention. They weren't annoyed with each other and getting at each other. It was, okay, we're good. Everybody's cups are full. We can go off and play. It the end of the day, probably one of my favorite, well, I don't know. I, I like all of these times, but the end of the day one for me was really big. It also helped me at the end of the day because that was my like, okay, who wants to snuggle? Like it, it gave me my 10 minutes to decompress before. So like, and I was home with my kids. So starting like having
0: the day and then it was kind of like that break and then now I start my and we have had families reach out to us and say thank you so much for that one little tip (laughs) because it has made a huge difference in our after school after daycare routine just by adding that little bit of connection time in. So it does, it sounds very small, but it makes such a big difference. So head over, listen to that whole episode so that you get to learn a little bit more about chips. it. Um, if you don't have a snuggly child, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're like, you know what, my child just wouldn't want to cuddle after school. That's okay. That connection, as we mentioned at the beginning, that connection can happen in different ways. It could be just back rub it could be a touch on the shoulder it could be eye contact you getting them down to their level and just giving them some eye contact and chatting for a few minutes or reading a book Mm -hmm. or playing a game that they want to play anything goes for that connection as long as you are focused on your child for that 10 minutes
1: that's the goal put your phone away if you can you know if you have more than one child you you can um work on one at a time But the idea is it's like one-on-one, here is your one-on-one undivided attention that you get just me. Our very last time that we love to connect, and we do have a full episode, uh, podcast episode. It is Snuggles Before Bed. Yes, please. So our very last time that we want to try and connect with our children is right before bed. It's, you know, after that bedtime routine, we've had our routine. And then now's our time, again, five, 10 minutes, you can do your lights out and you can snuggle in bed and have little talk time. You can have snuggle time. You can do, you know, an extra snuggle on the rocking chair if that's what works for you guys. But again, the idea is you're filling their cup before going to bed. You're giving them that chance to offload. So all that stuff that's running around in their head, especially if you have a chatty child, all that stuff that's running around in their head. I know for us, we're like, stop thinking about it, go to bed, stop talking. But, They're no different from us. I mean, well, for myself anyways, I crawl into bed with my husband and I'm like, oh yes, I forgot to tell you this and I forgot to tell you this and don't let me forget this and this and this and this. And then I'm like, whoa, out of my head, I'm good. I can go to sleep. So for our little ones, especially like our toddlers, preschoolers, maybe not so much our toddlers, but our preschoolers for sure, the more chance they have for that five or 10 minutes to talk through their day, some of them may be big talkers. Some of them might not be. Some may just want that little snuggle. But the idea is, is we're allowing them to lead the conversation. We are setting limits around it. So we're not viewing 20, 30, 40 minutes, but it's five or 10 minutes. And that's just that extra little piece of time that they get one-on-one with you before saying goodnight
0: for the night. My daughter is nine and talk time is sometimes she will tell me you know something will happen in her day and she's like I'm going to talk to you about it at talk time mom okay (laughs) and then you know if she finds out that I'm not doing her bedtime that night she's like please can you do my bedtime I'm like you can talk to your dad about it at talk time too and then she'll save it to talk to her dad at talk time so it's just like with her even at nine years old, time is so important. And when we don't have time for it, she gets really miffed, but it does happen. (laughs) Sometimes if we have a later bedtime, we just don't have time for that talk time, but she loves it. So even with our older children. Well, and this is the thing, right?
1: We're starting this off when they're young. So as they grow, they, you know, like Lisa, I have a 10 year old, I have an 11 year old, I have a 15 year old,
0: And this one-on-one time, it doesn't go away. They need it through their whole childhood. Yeah. She even, yeah. Like she even tells all her friends, I'm going to talk to my mom about it at talk time. Do you know what talk time is? (laughs) Talk time is at the end of the day when we sit in my bed and, and she just tells them all the most adorable thing. And so there are nights where I just don't really feel like doing it. And I mean, I don't do their bedtimes every single night either, but you know, there are some times where I'm like, oh, just go to bed. But just hearing how important that time is to her makes me, you know, want to continue with it all the time. I'm like thinking, when are you going to outgrow this talk time? But (laughs) at the same time, maybe this will be a time where my teenager yeah. will actually want to talk to me about things that's happening, right? So Well, you've already set that stage. You've already opened it up that I get that undivided
1: t- attention from mom or dad. So you you know you're going to have a teenager who's going to talk
0: to you because you've done the work yeah. now. Just like you have a teenager who really enjoys talking to you, right? <laughs> I do. I do. I have,
1: a, I, I have two girls. So my oldest is uh, Chatty Cathy, and there is no secrets. Oh, like, there, I love her. <laughs> there are no secrets for anybody if you live in this house if you're related to us you know everything about everything about everything uh my second who's coming up on 12 um i'm gonna start a support group soon for our 12 year olds um she is a lot more reserved a lot more quiet so that top time when i climb into bed with her in the evening or in the morning she's always like uh, but then if i just kind of like hang out and don't say much She's like, oh, mom, I was thinking last night. And she starts, she starts to talk. So sometimes just shutting our own mouths, (laughs) not pushing that conversation, not trying to push them to open up and just being there matters and makes a difference. And this is again, like from the beginning, guys, these times to connect, you can use that throughout your whole, their whole childhood as they get older. This time to connect fills their cup, absolutely helps them get through their day But the long-term benefits of it, guys, are, you can't even measure them. They're just, the amount that you're giving them every day is going
0: to help them each and every year as they get older. Well, thank you so much for joining us today for the four best times to connect with our children. Have a listen to the podcast that we mentioned. We will put them in the description for you. And let us know what you think. Do you have any feedback for us? Do you have any questions for us? We're always here for you. So don't hesitate to reach out to us at info at restfulparenting.com or you can even comment on the podcast and let us know what your questions and your comments are.
1: Awesome. Thanks so much for joining us. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us on today's episode. We so appreciate that you've taken that time to come and hang out with us and listen to what we have to say. If you are struggling with sleep or parenting, please know that we have loads of free information on the website um, as well as on the YouTube channel. But if after you've read through everything and you've watched those videos, if you're still struggling, know that you're not alone and that we would love to help. So be sure to check out the website, www.restfulparenting.com. You'll find the link to book your free 15-minute call right there. And if you have any comments or anything you'd like to share with us, please leave them below in the comments. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks.